This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM 570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. Portions of the following program were pre recorded AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Let's do it. Two hours today. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM 570 LA Sports. Rodney, you know what we should do at the top? We ought to clear the clutter. Clear the clutter. Clear the clutter. Let's do it. Let's just get right to it today, okay? I like that. All right. I'm a right to it guy, Fred. Let's go. Oh, I know you are. And you like to come from behind. (laughs) Of course I do, Freddie. You know I do. You know I do. (laughs) With the creepy laugh I had for you. (laughs) All right, let's get started with this. So Aaron Rodgers went on ESPN last night, Kenny Mayne's final show. Don't know if you saw it. I saw a clip of it. It was hilarious. Kenny Mayne is just a genius. He's brilliant. He he was so incredibly good at what he did. And as all of us in this business have found out, there's a point in time where the people don't meet as much anymore because as many people aren't watching. So what they do is they cut your salary. And Kenny Mayne said, I'm not yeah. working for that, basically. Thank right. you. I See appreciate you it. Yeah, I'm gone. I respect that. I respect that he did that, and yeah. good luck to him. Uh, he provided a lot of laughs and a lot of entertainment over the years. And he was able to get guys for his final show that he knew over the years, that he was friends with. And one of them was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron watched him, respected him. So he agreed to come on. And in this conversation, Aaron Rodgers goes out and says, uh, you know, I love my teammates. I don't have a problem with Jordan Love. I love the coach. I love the staff. I love the city of Green Bay. I love it. I'm good. I don't like the culture. That's the problem. It's the culture with the Green Bay Packers. What's he doing? What What's he really doing here? He went on, guarded his words, spoke clearly, and sent this message. Fire the general manager. I want that guy out. I'm the MVP. I have the big stick. In life, you don't oftentimes get the big stick. And when somebody gives it to you, when you've earned it or somehow come up with it, you have a chance to use it if you need to. Because you don't get it very often. He's got it. He's got the big stick. And he's saying, fire that guy. That guy went out and drafted a quarterback, didn't have the courtesy to tell me, That guy drafted a quarterback, then didn't have the courtesy to tell me the plan. I want that guy gone. Period. That's it. Cut to the chase and the game. Don't need to go into it for hours and hours. I want that guy fired. You know why? Because that guy disrespected me. And that guy screwed me. So I want out. Fire him and it will all be good. Cut to the chase. That's exactly what this is now. Agree or disagree? A pissing contest. That's right. 
And who's got yeah. the bigger one? Aaron Rodgers. Um. Yeah, I, I no, I agree with that. I agree that that it's it's he goes or I go. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, but I don't believe I, I I believe it was brewing before they drafted Jordan Love, and you have to really go back and somebody has to take a lie detector test to figure out if who's telling the truth. But they apparently had the feud. He had the feud with the general manager like almost as soon as he got there, and just kind of wasn't sure about the way he was doing things. I think there was a draft before that that maybe he was not happy with. I don't know. Or let somebody go that wasn't he wasn't happy, but. But there was a feud, and then uh, as that feud is happening, they draft Jordan Love, and not only draft him, move up to go get him, which is, it's one thing, and let's be clear about this, it's one thing to say, oh, he's there, let's get him, we're going to get the guy, okay, we didn't think he was going to be there, but we'll draft him. It's another thing to say, ooh, let's move up a few spots to go get him, because we really think he could be the heir apparent. And we have a chance to get him, so let's go get him. He didn't fall into their lap. They went to go get him, which is a little different narrative than saying we drafted somebody just because he was there. So it, it it had definitely been been brewing. And then on top of that, what you hear out of, I don't know if you heard <laughs> um, what's been coming out of the Green Bay camp now, because Aaron Rodgers, obviously, he's not at the OTAs, not practicing with the team, not doing the workouts with the team. And which is not unusual. A lot of veteran guys don't do that, but this one is unusual because he's not there and he's vocal about not being there. That Matt LaFleur, the head coach, when asked about how's it going, <laughs> gives an emphatic, oh, the ball is just coming out of Jordan Love's hand. Unbelievable. It is just zipping out of his hand. It's And no one says that. <laughs> no one says that. That is a, a direct shot. At Aaron Rodgers and I don't know if they're trying to prepare the fan base to say oh if Aaron doesn't come back we're gonna be okay because this you know one practice basically he's saying oh my god the ball just coming out of his hand so unbelievable you know, nobody says that unless you're trying to say it for effect you ask yeah how did, how did Jordan love doing the break he looked good he looked good uh, practice went well threw the ball well you don't go and and, and use 12 different descriptions of how he, the ball came out of his hand oh he was zipping it today. He looked magnificent today. Oh, my God. I've never seen the ball come out of a quarterback's hand. Like I mean, they were overdoing it with how well he threw the ball in practice, which tells me that they're, they're, they're taking their own little shots at Aaron Rodgers. And that's a mistake. Yes, big that, time. That's a huge mistake. And now that's more of an ego thing because Matt LaFleur was not hired by Aaron Rodgers. He was hired by the general manager. Yeah. So now, now you got to pick sides. Not now yeah. people there have to pick a side. It's a, it's a disaster. And the bottom line is, and this tells us something about business and all businesses and life in general. You got to yeah. communicate with people. You got to take care of people. You can't sit in an ivory tower and decide I'm in charge. Because what happens ultimately is if someone else is able to take the power from you, you're dead. You're yeah. a dead man. If someone, if you're not communicating with people and including them, and that takes work, and not everybody is handled the same way. Not everybody is handled in the exact same way. And if you don't understand how to manage people and deal with them and communicate with them, if one of those people gets the power because they resent you because of how you've dealt with them, 
And it doesn't happen often, Rodney. Right. It's not very often the underlings rise up and get the power. But yeah. in this case, Aaron Rodgers has that big stick. And now he's going to use it. And all of this could have been avoided if the general manager would have considered him very much like they do in the NBA. Lakers don't make a deal without talking to LeBron. Yeah. Not, it, that's not going to happen. Now, and, and that's not always, and I know people jump on that, in, including our Rob Parker. You're the owner, you're the coach. You don't have to tell the, you know, the players. You don't have to tell them anything. You 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 want to run the club. They're not the general manager. I yes, in theory, on paper, yes, absolutely. Do you want harmony in your locker room? Then yes, it's good a good idea to consult those guys. Not saying that they're going to do everything LeBron says or everything Aaron Rodgers says. Um, even with the, the the Sean Watson thing in Texas, all you know, all you want is okay. Communicate with me. Let me know you're gonna. Let me know you're gonna get rid of my best receiver. All right. I I kind of have to work with the offensive coordinator coming here uh, on on an everyday basis. Basically, we're brothers, so I kind of like to know who who you're gonna hire. So I I'm comfortable with that guy. I might have a history that I don't like the guy that you might bring in. So maybe you should talk to me and say who. Well, we're thinking about these three guys, just letting you know. Not that you can dictate that, but the same thing here. You know, a, a while back, I don't know if it, the general, that general manager, I think he's new. I don't know if he was the one that was that fired or got rid of Aaron's, the offensive coordinator or quarterback coach in Green Bay before, which kind of started the whole organization against Aaron Rodgers thing because they didn't talk to him about that. You can say, okay, we're going to let, Alex Van Pelt go, which was he was a quarterback coach, and Aaron may have objected or did it, but but at least they said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna have to let him go. we're gonna let him go because we got we got we're going in a new direction with him. He's been upset, but to have Aaron have to find out through third party channels that his quarterback coach was fired, that's just bad business. It's not how you manage people today. No, in 2021, this is not how you manage people in any business. Even here, if Don Martin is not yelling at us. If there's something that's going on, he'll ask us about it, right? right. I mean, it's one or yeah. the other. You're either yelled yeah. at by Don for something you've done or haven't done. Yeah. And when he's not yelling at you, he'll say, hey, we got an idea. Hey, what do you guys think of this? Yeah. Right? Well, we I mean, that's the best part. He'll he'll address it. He's not going to let it fester right. and, and linger and hang out in the air. Don is going to let you know how he feels about it and talk to you about it and, and let's move on. So, uh, But, yeah, that's what you want. It, whether you like it or not, that's a different story. But – you want somebody to be up front with you and let you know what's happening. NBC, if they're going to do something that would involve me in one way or another, they will say, hey, we're going to do this. What do you think? You might say, yeah. I don't like it. They might say, we're still doing it. Right. But here's why. Yeah. But we wanted to give you the courtesy of letting you know. We wanted to hear what you had to say. We have 10 minutes to talk to you about that. Same thing in Green Bay. Yeah. Aaron, here's what we're thinking. I, I don't like that. Okay, let me tell you why we're going to do it. Okay, so we are going to do it. Here's why we wanted to let you know. He still might be mad, but it'd be very different than it is right now. So in yeah. Green Bay, the situation is simple. And Matt LaFleur is saying, boy, that ball zipped out of Jordan Love's hands. Please. Guys had one practice. I don't know, TA. Really? That, that, as a guy that played, that yeah. certainly replicates game speed and people <laughs> charging at you. What does yeah. that mean? That's no different than, hey, I saw this guy at Shamanon High School at a seven-on-seven <laughs> passing yeah. drill, and he was right. whipping that ball around the field. 
Yeah. Doesn't mean he can play quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> it means with nobody exactly. on him, nobody rushing him. Right. He's got a good arm. Yeah. We went across the street to, to the park over here in Burbank. There was a kid out there. He was just raining threes. Right. I mean, he could miss. Right. Okay. Doesn't mean he can play in the NBA. <laughs> means he was raining threes in the park in Burbank. So the bottom line to cut through the clutter on that, the general manager's got to go or Aaron Rodgers will. Yeah. And, and again, say what you want. And, and the funniest part of it is trying not to position it to fans like, well, that ball was zipping out of his hands. Let me tell you what. Green Bay and Rodney, you played there. You know what it's like to play in Green Bay? It's cold. Yeah. I did games there for yeah. NBC. Absolutely. And that Freeze. winter's going to get a whole lot colder yeah. if those guys don't play well for that city because that's all they got. Yeah. You know? It's going to be a really long, cold, hard winter. The beginning of many if they let Aaron Rodgers go. It's one guy or the other now. Let's go to yeah. the next story to cut through the clutter real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. There was an advisory yesterday that the United States doesn't want people to travel to Japan through May 31st, and it could be extended. Here's why. We know that the virus is, there's another outbreak in Japan, and the people there are really concerned. Right. Very concerned. They don't want people coming into Japan. And the IOC says, we're going to have the Olympics. We don't care. And the reason is, it's the IOC. When a country signs a contract with the IOC, the contract states, we're the only ones that can cancel the Olympics. Not yeah. you. Force majeure, a world war. Okay, we'd probably cancel it. And why is it that way? Because the IOC gets paid. If there are no games, there's no money. They're going to have those games. So now, add to that, the United States said... Especially, wait, real quick, especially when they missed it last year. Oh, yeah. So there's no way. It had to be, real, like you said, it had to be a World War Three. Right, they're not going to cancel the game. I don't care if everybody's in bed in yeah. hospitals. We're, we're having the games because they want their money. The IOC needs the money. All right, so the United States says it's a travel ban to Japan. At Channel 4, that freaks everybody out. Oh, my God. Yeah. What does this mean for the Olympics? What could this be? Well, it's to the end of the month. Could be extended. Yeah, could be an issue. So they're freaking out and going, well, what does it mean? we got to cover the story. I said, well, I can cover the story for you right now. Take me about 25 seconds. <laughs> and they said, well, what? I said, okay. The United States says you cannot travel to Japan. Right? Right. Okay. Does the United States say you cannot fly to Vancouver? Does the United States say you cannot fly to London? Well, no, we haven't seen that anywhere. Okay. Then fly to Vancouver and fly to Tokyo. Fly to London and fly to Tokyo. Fly to Mexico City and fly to Tokyo. See, you can still get there. But can you get home? That's the question. <laughs> Here's the answer. Simone Biles wins eight gold medals. They take a picture of her stranded on the streets in Tokyo saying the United States government won't let her back. You think they're going to let her back? I do. You got to quarantine for 14 days. Well, we told days. you not to go. I went to Canada. So yeah, you're going to make a United me... States citizen. Yes. Sir. You're using your U.S. passport. That's correct. Whether you went to Canada or, or you, Siam. You okay. remember old Siam? Yeah. Thailand now, as you know it. But that was on the risk board, Siam. The game of risk. <laughs> yes, it was. 
I don't care how you got there. I don't care how many layovers. I don't care how many connections you started in the United States and you have a U.S. passport. You're in violation. Okay. So what I'm going to do is take a picture of myself with my gold medals and put it on Instagram and say they won't let me come back. You violated. While you're over there, there will be a campaign saying all of these athletes that violated U.S. policy are at their own risk. We are letting everyone know that we're not letting them back until they quarantine for three weeks or whatever we decide. Fine, I'll come back and quarantine. It's all up front. So you can do whatever you want, Instagram on the street. We let everybody know we preempted your gold medal Instagram fury that you want to put on us by letting you know in, in the first place when you left that you shouldn't have gone and you went against U.S. policies. Fine. You know what? I'll see you when I landed LAX. I'll go right into quarantine. I'm back. I'm back. I'll quarantine for three weeks. No problem. No, we're not letting you back. You got to go to Guantanamo Bay first. You're not going to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> they shut that down. No one's going to Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> President Obama took care of that. No, it's simple. I mean, there are workarounds all of this. There really are. And, and yesterday, it, it was just like the Aaron Rodgers thing. Fire the general manager. It's just like you can't travel to Tokyo. Sure you can. Of course you can. You shouldn't. I wouldn't. But I haven't been. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back to the Olympic thing. So you're saying that it's going to be an individual decision and not a U.S. Olympic Committee decision to decide to go? That's the only difference. If the United States Olympic Committee said we're not going. But if the USOC said that, what does that mean? They don't get paid. Yeah. It's simple economics. And if an athlete decides he wants to go anyway, can they do that? Could they go? What are the rules on that? Okay. Can't so, you go as a, like as an unattached or un- yes, whatever? you could. Because we've seen that sometimes when there's conflicts. And I think it was the Middle East last time there was Olympics. Yeah. And there were, there were a few athletes that were unattached, uh, not attached with any country. You can do that. Absolutely. If they wanted to compete. Yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely do that. There's workarounds that. Fire the general manager. If people do want to go to Tokyo, they can go. Yes. You want one more? Yeah. You want one more quick one? I do. Okay. So we took in the we handled those two real quick. Here's this. Yes. LeBron James went to an event. The NBA talked about it yesterday. He went to an event for a tequila company. Okay. He's got stuff. He's got sponsors. He's got businesses. I get that. Uh, he went to an event. It was outdoors. Uh, to attend the event, you either had to have proof of a negative test or you needed to be vaccinated, proof of vaccination. Everybody that was there had all of that. He went to the event. Somebody found out. The NBA said, well, because because of the rules that you had to be vaccinated or you had to have a negative test and because it was outside, you're good. Here's the bottom line. Good for Laker fans. Truth is, they should have made him go into quarantine or whatever they made everybody else do for so many days. He violated the protocol. They What they did is they made damn good and sure that he wasn't going to miss any playoff games. He's LeBron James. There's no way they're going to make him miss it. But I'll tell you what, if Anthony Peeler was still playing and he did that, it would have been a different story. If Lou Williams had done that, it would have been a different story. Would it have been a different story three months ago? Same story. 
I, I I know what you're saying. Things are clearing up because you know they have a they they are allowing players to go and go to different obligations. Well, 80- they're allowing players to go to uh, say a player has a commercial uh, endorsement commitment. They're allowing players to go do that. So if you're Say in this situation with LeBron James, okay, if you're going to allow that, this was a scheduled event for yeah, me. Absolutely. This was an no endorsement question. event for me. No question. So if you're going to let so if you're going to let Dame Lillard go shoot a Hulu commercial, then what's the difference of me going to do this at my event for the tequila? Nothing. But yeah, they- because you're letting. Well, I'm saying if you if you weren't letting any of those guys do anything, right? It was like strict. Nobody can go anywhere. You can't do this. This is, uh, and then that's why I said three months ago because it was stricter then. Now it's looser. So if you were saying that nobody can go anywhere, and 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 we LeBron got caught out there, then yeah, okay. But they're they're allowing guys to go do certain things outside of their team facility, outside of things. Meaning, the rules have been loosened. Yes. So when the rules have been loosened, you got you, you don't have as strong a case to say, okay, I'm going to find this guy or I'm going to put him in quarantine. Because he can cite other examples that are very similar to what he was doing. If that was Wesley Matthews, what would they have done? Where were you? If he would have said, I would say he would have to, because he would have had the Players Association behind him. Okay, so you let Dame Lillard go to a Hulu event to shoot a commercial, but my guy can't go to an endorsement deal over here for tequila. Maybe his endorsement is less than Dame Lillard, not a star like Dame Lillard, but technically, same kind of event. I hear you. And I just look at it a little differently. I think, you know, LeBron, there's no way LeBron is going to miss the playoffs. Well, that too. That, I would say that too, but I'm just yeah. saying that. And there's, yeah. and there's no way Dame Lillard is going to miss him. Wesley Matthews. Right. Wesley Matthews. Hey, man, you shouldn't have done that. I'm saying if they did that to Wesley Matthews, there would be a problem. And there would be a problem because the Players Association would fight for you that what's the difference between the two? Right. And then, you know what they'd have to say? They'd either have He's to Dame go, Lillard and you're, you're Wesley Matthews? Well, they could say that. And they could say <laughs> this. All right, now the whole, the whole thing got blown to hell. So everybody do whatever they want. Or we have to go back to this. No one can do anything. Right. Everybody do whatever you want or nobody do anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think good for Laker fans, good for LeBron. Bottom line is they got away with one. It's simple because he's LeBron. And again, you can say, well, so... No one's going out to restaurants to go to dinner? Well, if I find out, you're in trouble. Now, if you're 85% <laughs> vax, if the team is 85% vaccinated, and now the Lakers officially are. I mean, think about this for a minute. We're sitting here. We're not on the road with these guys. You know, theoretically, they haven't even been able to have a team dinner. Yeah. They, they haven't been able to go out and eat as a team until 85% of them were vaccinated. You think there were some team dinners? I kind of do. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Those are, oh, nobody knows for anything. Now it's a big deal. Now you, we can actually see each other again. You've been seeing each other. We all know that. Who are you kidding? It's just who's seeing who. Yeah. LeBron, well, if, yeah. You, if, if right. you go who's, see who's, Chris Paul, you're not fine. seeing each other, not going over to each other's houses for dinner or a little dinner party, get together here. Let's go play some cards. Let's do this over here. Nah, come on. Right. LeBron, Chris Paul, you seeing each other? Probably. Good chance of that. Yeah. AD and LeBron in town. You guys running into yeah. each other somewhere? Probably. Right. 
Uh, let's see. No, Fred, we're going to sit in our rooms and eat that hotel food. Yeah, so that's why the whole thing is just, <laughs> seriously. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of absurd. Given the way yeah. things have been going, good for LeBron, good for the Lakers, the league wasn't going to let them sit. But they're looking at things two different ways here, Rodney. So the Lakers get away with one, and so does LeBron. Done. Simple. Three stories, 24 minutes, cut through the clutter on every one of them. Yeah, it's the old Jimmy Johnson method, right, when he's coaching the Cowboys. <laughs> Somebody tried to say, well, you didn't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't find Emmett Smith. He did the same thing. He was out, too. He said, well, when you rush for 1,800 yards a season, then, then I won't find you either. Okay, next, we've got to get into the games tonight. Both the Lakers and Clippers trying to get into the win column. The Saltier, Adam Oslin, will join us. And Fred. Oh, yeah, Roger Pete. Fred Rogan on a beautiful Taco Tuesday. The outcast coming back at you. Ready? Let's go, Fred. Let's go. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right, so we've got both the Lakers and Clippers playing tonight. The Saltier, Adam Oslin, joins us. Brought to you by Honey, the money browser. Brought to you by Honey, the money-saving browser extension. That's close. That's close. Better than I usually am. Honey, the money browser. Why do you say it with a little cheesy smile on your face? You want to know why? Because I thought I nailed it. (laughs) I thought, there you go, take that. I got that one. Well, that face looked even stupider then. Yeah, it really did, because I did not nail it. Okay, let, let's start with the Lakers. And uh, to me, there are two overriding issues here. The, the first one is what everybody knows, Anthony Davis. The second one is Frank Vogel and whatever rotations he's going to use or try to adjust. Does this all come down to the way AD plays tonight? Well, he said so himself. If I play like this, we're not going to win a game this series, let alone win four. So he understood it. He took it the uh, accountability for not playing well in that game one. I don't think it's just about Anthony Davis, though, because even though he only had 13 points on 5 of a 16 shooting, LeBron took just 13 shots. And I know he didn't play heavy minutes. He didn't get to 40 minutes because he's still coming back from that ankle injury. But he's got to be more aggressive than that. Somehow, some way, he's got to generate more points than that. But yes, Anthony Davis has to be better. And Frank Vogel in those rotations... It is curious that he hasn't played Marcus Saul much at all lately. And I do think there was some promise to Andre Drummond that he would be their starter if he came to Los Angeles. I can't think of any other reason why you wouldn't play your second best center behind Anthony Davis when he actually wants to play the five in Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul's a better floor spacer. Obviously, he can shoot from the outside, he's a better defender. Even though he doesn't have the athleticism of Andre Drummond, of Montrez Harrell, he has better instincts out there. Even though he's lost a step or two or three, he's still a big body. He still knows where he has to be defensively, and he's a really good passer on offense. He doesn't hurt you. He's a plus out there, and Andre Drummond just helps clog up the paint, and I'm not sure... Why the Lakers have waited this long to go to their best lineups, and maybe they'll wait even longer depending on what happens tonight, they should be optimizing lineups better, and they haven't been doing that. And I feel like at some point, if they lost tonight and they go down 2-0, I think there's going to be big changes. But I would not be surprised if Marcus Gasol gets some run tonight, at least a few minutes out there. Um, uh, two things. First off, how much do you think the fact that the Lakers – um, 
beat the Suns earlier in the season quite handily, and and that they probably underestimated DeAndre Ayton in that first game, number one. And then how much do you also chalk up game one, Suns? I mean, the Lakers didn't play well. That's, that's, that's a given. We know that. But the Suns, game, first game, first playoff game, 11 years, crowd in the stadium, um, wild atmosphere. It was an uphill battle for the Lakers no matter what. Yeah, the Suns were hyped. And as LeBron always says, a game one is a feel-out type of game in a seven-game series. They lost game one to Portland last year in the bubble. They lost game one to the Houston Rockets. They had no problem after that. But this Suns team is better than both of those teams. It's closer to where that Denver Nuggets team was in the Western Conference Finals, I would say, depending on if Chris Paul is healthy. We don't know what's going on with that right shoulder. I'm just guessing it's more than a contusion, a bruise for him to be dribbling the ball off of his leg like he was Fred back in high school on the basketball team. That was brutal. The Bill Cartwright type of shot he took where he brought the ball all the way back. That shooting form was very unnatural. I had to. I'm sorry. CP3's got a beautiful shot. It did not look like that after the shoulder injury. So a lot comes down to that with him. But Devin Booker, I've been telling you guys about this for a while now. I thought he had it in him. He had that it factor. He was going to step up in the postseason once he finally got there, and he did. He was the best player on the floor with those 34 points. That's the guy they really have to shut off because he is someone who at his age, I think he's only 26 now or 25, if there's an upset in this series, it would be Devin Booker taking his game to that next level, and like he did in game one, but staying there, consistently averaging 30 points per game or near there in this series. That's what the Lakers should be concerned about. Yeah, I, I would say this, though, Adam. I, I get it. Devin Booker, for, for, for you know, we saw him emerge last year, and, and he's just continued that. He's going to get his. I think he's one of those and will be one of the all-time great just scorers of the basketball in, in the NBA. He's going to get his. Chris Paul, if healthy, will get his. I think you just, much like we talked about with Steph Curry when you play him, he's going to get his 50, 60, but everybody else can't do it. Andre Wiggins can't go for 30. So in this situation, I think they're going to get theirs, but but Bridges can't get 25, 30, and Aiton can't go off like he did before. I think you can't concern yourself too much with that because I think Devin Booker is going to score on anybody. Well, it's a fair point. I mean, DeAndre Aiden getting 21 and 16 boards, that's a problem. But the bigger issue there is he's doing it basically off of offensive rebounds. He's not exactly going into the post and backing guys down or anything like that. He's catching lobs. He's creating for himself off of missed shots from his own guys out there. So, yeah, you got to put a body on him. But Anthony Davis, he's got to be a lot more physical than he was in game one because I don't think Andre Drummond, and I told you guys this before, he's not a replacement for JaVale McGee or for Dwight Howard. He doesn't have what those guys brought last season for the Lakers. If they had one of those guys matched up against DeAndre Ayton, they'd be in much better shape. But Ayton, he's one of the better better young big men in the league right now, and obviously that, he Fred? thrived in that game one. Oh, Fred, you're against Ayton? Oh, he doesn't like him at all, not Adam. Hates him. Because of what? Uh, because you know what? I think he's overhyped, and I think when he plays against somebody that can really play, I think you see what he is. I saw him play in college. So the Lakers can't really play okay? No. Well, uh, You said it. No, 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 no. That's not fair. <laughs> if AD plays, that's going to be a different game. 
Okay. It's be a completely different game. Here's my guess. DeAndre Aiden somehow ends up in foul trouble throughout the rest of the series. Okay. And that's a big turning point in the Lakers' favor. All right. Let's go to the Clippers now. Uh, so the issues tonight with the Clippers are, are they going to be able to close, score at the end of the game? Uh, and what do you do against Luka Doncic? Does Kawhi Leonard play him? Well, they got to score at the beginning of the game, too. They were just bad all around offensively. People can look at the last three minutes, but overall they shot 27% from three. They are the fourth best three-point shooting team of all time. They did something historic. They shot 41.1% from the outside during the regular season. And my biggest concern coming into the playoffs is that that wouldn't continue. Now, 41%, yeah, that's lofty expectations because teams are giving maximum effort all the time and rotating better on the perimeter in the playoffs. But the Clippers still need to be good. They still need to shoot about 38% as a team. Now, regarding Kawhi Leonard... On Luka Doncic, I think we see more of that, of course, because T. Lou actually alluded to that, said, I think you'll get more of that in game two. But the problem is, in the modern NBA, with all these great shooters out there, guys are always in offensive philosophies that are modernized and more sophisticated than they've ever been. They just hunt screens until they get the right matchup. They will screen you and pick and roll you to death until they get Kawhi Leonard off of Luka Doncic and find somebody who's a lesser defender out there, which is, uh, well, a lot of guys because Kawhi Leonard is that good. So it's not as easy as, well, just fight through the screen. Great. While he's fighting through the screen, Luka Doncic has a second for an open shot from the outside. It doesn't work like that. That's why most teams have been switching now in the league, because if you give guys an open shot on the perimeter while you're fighting through screens, they're going to knock it down here in 2021. The three-point shooting is off the charts. Look what happened in Milwaukee yesterday with the Bucks. They hit 10 three-pointers in the first quarter, and that game was over against the Miami Heat. You can take down a team that quickly because of the three-point shot, because of the emphasis of it now. It has changed the game, and we're still seeing it even in the playoffs. When the game slows down a little bit, it is that difficult. And by the way, Luka Doncic, even when they got those matchups against Avita Zubas, and he brought him out to the perimeter. You think that would be a big mismatch? Zubas played him well. He had a hand up in his face, a seven-footer with a hand up in his face, and Luka Doncic just put in those long floater three-pointers because he's just otherworldly. He is one of the best players when it comes to skill level I have ever seen. People have compared him to Larry Bird. His big coming-out party happened last year against the Clippers, and he's not slowing down. He is that good. So the question is, you got to stop one or the other. Luka Doncic or the others? The Clippers didn't do either in Game 1. The others got going, and Luka Doncic had 31 points. They have to commit to either letting the others try to beat him or letting Luka Doncic try to beat him by himself. And last season, that didn't always work. Luka had 42 in a loss against the Clippers in the playoffs. He had 38 in a loss against the Clippers in the playoffs. So I think it really comes down to stopping those other guys from hitting those open shots. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Sometimes you chalk it up as they always say, good defense, but better offense. And yeah. a lot of times, Luka is it, better offense. It's just, you know, guarding Dame Lillard where you got to guard, you know, half of the court. Um, maybe a bad shot for most, but he knocks it down more than anybody else. You can't fault the defender. And and also to your point, just because Kawhi, oh, Kawhi's going to be on Luka. Like you said, they will screen until they get him off. Exactly. Of so it doesn't matter. Okay, you can say that all you want, but that's not always how it ends up. Um, Adam, these two games, game two, bigger for who? Lakers or Clippers? Ooh, 
I'll say the Clippers because you go down 0-2 at home at Staples Center, and then you got to go out on the road, and that means you got to win two games in Dallas to end up winning this series because you got to win four of the next five. That would be extremely difficult. I'm not saying impossible. The last team I remember doing that, though, losing both their first two games at home and still winning the series was the Dallas Mavericks back in 2005. <laughs> so it's it's been quite a while. It's not an easy thing to do, but the Lakers still have pressure on them as well. I think both teams respond tonight. I think both teams make the adjustments. I think LeBron and AD play much better. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George get off to fast starts against the Dallas Mavericks. They can't shoot much, much worse from three. And it was still a tie game with three minutes left. They were still in it. So it tells you the margin of error for these teams, that they were still both in those games, and they didn't play even close to their best basketball. So there is room to grow. There are adjustments to be made. But I think both teams in Los Angeles tie series up at a, tie both series up at one, one game apiece. All right, Clipper pregame on AM 1150 tonight at 6.30 with the Saltier Adam Austin. It was brought to you by Honey... The money-saving, combustible browser. Ah, browser extension, Fred. Browser extension. Jesus, Fred. Combustible savings, maybe. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Adam, thanks. Love you, guys. We have not forgotten about the Dodgers in Houston tonight. Get your trash cans out and start banging. Everybody look at your iPhone and see what pitch is coming. Uh, What's going to happen is we'll have David Basset on Rodney next hour, and we'll, we'll get into that. Yes. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon delight. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Just wait. Oh, yeah. The summer. Today's afternoon delight is we win by a little baby. This song dropped last week and will appear on the soundtrack for the new Space Jam sequel that will debut on July 16th. Meanwhile, the soundtrack will be released a week earlier. The song is produced by Just Blaze and also features gospel music star Kirk Franklin. Again, today's afternoon delight is We Win. By Lil Baby featuring Kirk Franklin. All right. And now, from the court to the courtroom with Jacob Emrani. Okay, here comes our weekly chat with our good friend Jacob Emrani, proud partner of the Lakers. And Jacob, how are you today? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Sorry for the noise. I actually just got out of court and I wanted to jump on with you guys. Uh, so I apologize if there's a little bit of noise in the background. All right. Well, before we get to what we wanted to talk about, how did it go in court? It went well. It went well. It's nice to, you know, have the courts open up and allow us to actually get in there and, you know, be face to face with the judge really, you know, helps the process because, you know, doing zoom can only go so far, not really very personal, but, you know, I'm looking very forward to, you know, everything opening up and really allowing us to get out there and fight for our clients. But today was a good day. Yeah, Jacob, I was going to ask you that because, you know, we talk about it as, as athletes and we talk about sports and the, and the players can't wait to play in front of, of the fans again. You know, for you, 
doing a lot of virtual stuff you probably did over the last year to be able to go back into the courtroom. I mean, this has been your passion for years. So for you to go back into your arena, how is that? Well, you know, it's great. I mean, you know, we have a team of very aggressive attorneys, um, you know, basically who, you know, litigate cases and litigation occurs in court. So basically, you know, in order to be able to hold an insurance company accountable when they lowball you, you want to be able to push them into court so that, you know, a jury can actually give you what they actually believe your client is owed rather than an insurance company trying to shove it down your throat. So at this particular moment with us all, you know, going back to court, being able to be in front of judges, having judges really reprimand the other side about why are you guys, you know, delaying stuff and let's move this along and this case should be settled. It works in our favor because the pressure is now back on the insurance companies to have to either offer what's fair or have to go to court, you know, and let, you know, really a peer of jurors make that decision. So for us, it's good. And it just, you know, it's very busy at this particular moment because everything that we weren't able to do for the past year, now suddenly everything is on top of each other. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to get back in there and do what we do for our clients. Jacob, I'm running with us. And Jacob, to that point, while we're on this topic, uh, you know, sometimes when people are involved in a traffic collision, they're more worried about fixing their car than their own injuries. Do you see that often? Absolutely. And I think it's a lot more, you know, that way in California because we're also dependent on our cars. When someone's involved in an accident, they're more worried about not having a car, not being able to get around, not being able to get to work, not being able to take the kids to school, that their priority goes on fixing the car and they forget about their injuries. And that's what the insurance companies love to occur. Because if you forget about your injuries, you don't go to the right doctors, you don't talk to our office, we don't tell you what your rights are, and you're chasing a rent-a-car for two weeks or trying to get your car in a body shop, and by the time that gets fixed and you come around to actually pay attention to your injuries, well, it's too late. The insurance company says you haven't done anything for the past month. It means you're not injured, so we're not going to pay you. So that's one of the reasons we want to encourage people. You don't have to deal with all of it on your own. You know, when clients come to us and we feel we can help them, we take care of the car and the injury at the same time so that they don't get taken advantage of. Yeah, no, that's great. In fact, you know, you know, I know that firsthand when I had an accident and 18, 18 tow trucks came right, right out of the woodwork yeah. <laughs> just chasing us down. I called Jacob. Jacob was like, no, no, here you go. Call this guy. He's, he's reputable. He's, you know, we'll take well good care of you. I, I, I forgot that I had realized it was like that. Boy, they just have radar when an accident happens. But uh, just again, another moment. I can thank you for that moment, Jacob. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, um, my pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be there for you. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, tonight, uh, are you are you chalking up game one as to Phoenix was just, you know, home home game playoff game first time eleven years ready for the Lakers. Lakers not coming out ready to play and got beaten game one. Let's see how what happens in game two and they regain their form. Is that the way you see it? You know, Ronnie, honestly, I think, I think we could have won game one. I just, you know, I'm a little disappointed at the energy that was put out there. I'm a little disappointed at how Vogel actually reacted to some of the things that were occurring on the court. When some of the guys are not bringing it, I mean, you know, AD was getting manhandled by Aiton. I mean, that guy was getting confidence every time down, you know, down the court. So at that point, is you bring somebody to put a body on him. Why wasn't Markeith Morris not playing? Markeith is one of our tough guys. You know, you put him in there, he knocks a couple of people down. 
then they're not, you know, they're no longer getting those easy rebounds and putbacks. And then from the other side, you got Booker, fantastic player, right? With Chris Paul going down, you don't let Booker take over everything. You put, you know, you put more pressure on Booker. You knock him down a couple of times, you know? So I just don't feel like the Lakers really, or the coaching staff reacted to making those chess moves that they needed to. But at some point, if you remember, they were only down seven points. And if one of those three-pointers goes in, you got yourself a close game and who knows what happens. I think they need to be very careful and they need to come back. And I think Vogel actually in his last you know, conversations alluded to the fact that some of those lineups are going to be changing. And I think he needs to be able to play the chess game. He needs to make the right moves. I'm still confident in the Lakers, but they cannot, you know, they can't just think, okay, it's okay, let's go down 0-2 and we'll go home. They need to get this one tonight. Uh, that being said, if AD shows up and plays and LeBron plays the way he does, do you see any problems? No, because when AD plays the way he plays, then everybody else gets up as well. If AD is scoring, then everybody else gets open shots. I mean, of course, Fred, we always talk about it. And if AD and LeBron are on, then we're in good shape. But we need everybody else to also step up. Don't forget, we're all talking about AD not showing up. And because AD is such a major part of our team, that's where the focus is. But Kuzma had, what, two shots? I mean, that guy's got to score. When, you, when, you know, when Vogel depends on him to come off the bench and get in there, he needs to bring some energy. He needs to bring some scoring. So I feel like everybody needs to do better. Of course, if AD is on, then you know, we've seen when AD and LeBron are on, you know, you're way ahead of other teams. But I really do believe that the Lakers – you know, still feel very confident, and so they should. You know, they need to adjust, and, you know, tonight should be a great game. That's why Vegas has us as a favorite, even though we lost game one. All right. Jacob, thanks for jumping out of court, taking the time. Always appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, man, I look forward to this every Tuesday. I appreciate it, guys.